Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joe Meyer's podcast with Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Thank you for joining me, everybody, as another episode here as we um, get into the talk. And we have a lot of things to talk about today, most definitely. So hopefully you are sitting down, got your drink going, and ready to, to talk with me as we have some topics to go over today. And hopefully you enjoy the music, as I promised. And I'm not sure if you know what this music is, but it's actually from The Greatest Showman, the the actual movie, which is one of my favorites, I should say. I love the soundtrack. I love the movie, um, the characters. And it it has some reference to what we're going to be talking to about today. Um, So, you know... And it's not just about the circus, but it's involved. But we just have a lot to talk about today and, and to catch up. And, and I have a lot to say. And hopefully you all listen. And thank you for taking the time to listen to me and be here with me. And what I'm going to do is just listen for this song for just a few seconds here. This is the greatest show. All right, everybody. We'll come back to that. And uh, there are some other songs that I want to play today in reference to the um, soundtrack. And uh, that relates to our topics today. So hopefully everybody um, had a great week. Um, Going over the week that I'm going to go over today, you know, just kind of really let you know what everything's going on and, and talk a little bit about everything that's going on in my life, you know, our society, you know, and and just let's talk. So, you know, this week has been a very, very busy week so far. You know, um, it's just been a very hectic week with learning and my new job. So, you know, we have what's called what's called knowledge checks every day, uh, which really test our knowledge to see if we're, we're picking up and learning the concepts of how to do our jobs. And so some of this is a little technical and and I'm just it's just new concepts to me. And it has been, you know, a challenge. And I'm not saying I'm having a difficult time. I'm just saying it's challenging, you know, um, like anything else, you know, so it's it's it uses a lot of brain power, <laughs> you know. You know, it uses a lot of brain power, you know, um, and it's tiring, you know, and for any of you, many of us who've started a job out there, you know, um, know what it's like. And most of us know what that's like, right? It's just very stressful out there. You know, it's, it's basically you're, you're trying to you know, like hooked up to a fire hose, so to speak, (laughs) you know, you're just trying to get a a whole bunch of knowledge at one time and you're trying to remember and then you're getting tested on it and before you can move on. So the good thing about what, what I'm doing here and many of you don't even know what I do. So, cause I haven't even told you, but I work in software and I work in, in implementation. So what we do is that we take a, a, our software and we implement it 
into other software and integrate it with other software, mostly at financial institutions like banks and credit unions. And, you know, there's a whole process involved. And um, it's, it's very complex, takes time to learn. It's not something you can learn in a month. It takes at least a year to learn, realistically. You know, you got to give your time, but to start doing it, you know, um, to start doing it, it's just, it's going to take time, you know, to get it. But um, I'm patient. And as long as the employer is patient with me and, and, and works with me, then we'll be okay, you know. Um, that's really important to think about, you know. Um, so it is remote, which is great. Um, and, and, you know, this is really fairly new to me. I didn't start remote work until March, until, you know, the whole COVID. Prior to that, I was working in an office like most people are. And, but this job will probably be remote. Most likely I don't tend to go into the office and, and really you don't need to be in the office to do this job. Um, but it is nice when you have that collaboration, when you have that camaraderie around people, you know, you kind of get to build some friendships with people. Um, and you know, that's something I will miss to be honest. Um, but I could still try to build relationships remotely, you know, um, it's just, you know, it's going to take some getting used to, you know, everything that I, I, I have the ability to do here that they're teaching me to do. I really don't need to be in an office. I can be at home because I'm working on a computer. So, um, so really that, that's what I'm doing now. Um, prior to this two jobs ago, this is kind of what got me into this industry working in software, um, that job back in November, it's almost coming to a year soon. I was, you know, let go. Um, not really a lot of reasons, you know, in, in California, you really don't have to give a whole lot of reason to let people go. You know, they could just let you go if you want. We're in an at-will state, you know, so we don't have protections. We're not, I'm not part of a union. I don't have a contract. Um, so it's just, life <laughs> you know it's the way things are and many people out there know what it means because in this country we have probably about 20 million or more that are out of work because they don't have contracts and many of them are serve in, in service positions many of them are in positions where you know that relies heavily on tourism relies heavily on human resources and hiring and there are a lot of companies that are just not hiring unfortunately you know, there's a lot of people that are in a great deal of stress right now who are losing everything, losing their money. They're losing their, um, they could be losing their homes, their apartments, housing. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty detrimental time for the country right now as COVID continue, con, excuse me, continues to ravage the lives of our country. And, and maybe, you know, you may not get COVID and hopefully you don't. I don't wish that on anybody. Um, but it's doing other damage. You know, it's slowing things down. It's putting us in a very dangerous state where, you know, companies don't want to hire right now. They don't feel secure in their hiring. They don't feel like they can make money, um, especially in the service industries where people are not going to go to their restaurants. They're not going to go do certain things. They're not going to order certain products. Um, the biggest... 
I would say, you know, winner of all this has been companies like Amazon, Walmart, Target, but especially Amazon because they're pretty much online, right? And I think um, during this whole pandemic, you know, you look at like Jeff Bezos, I think he made like $13 billion within these last few months. $13 billion just alone on all of you who are purchasing from Amazon, right? And I'm not here to blame you, but we, we contributed to his wealth, okay? And some of you out there may be like, well, Joseph, I need things, you know? I need, what am I going to go to the store? It's not safe, you know? And, and, and I agree with you. There's certain points where if, if you feel like it's not safe for you to go out, then don't go out. Order online, right? And many people aren't. You know, I, I, we live in a very um, sick nation, okay? And we have a lot of people with many different ailments. You know, many are suffering through many major ailments, like things like cancer, diabetes, obesity, you know, um, other sicknesses that, that COVID would attack if you're not careful. I mean, COVID, we're, none of us are immune from COVID, okay? Anybody can get attacked by it. You know, certain people get attacked more. Certain people can die from it, you know, because of underlying conditions. Um, so everybody's different in that sense, you know. But we all have to take care of ourselves one way or another. Will things get back to normal eventually? Yeah. I hope, I hope during this time people open their eyes. People open their eyes and realize, you know, what's going around. I mean, open their eyes to even things like politics, you know, open their eyes to see the injustices happening today in our country. You know, you turn on the news and you see things, right? You see protests, which is not a bad thing. Protesting is a constitutional right that we all have. Now, where it gets where it gets kind of dicey, okay, is when people take those constitutional um, uh, rights and they abuse them, okay, by looting, tearing things down, destroying property, you know, hurting people, you name it. And people are doing it. And people have causes and that's great, you know, Black Lives Matter, moms, you know, moms, you know, against walls or something like that. Um, a lot of different causes and many of them are good. Okay. But there are a lot of causes out there that people at the beginning, they, they, they have a very well-meaning cause and they go screw it up because they start doing things that, that should not be represented in protesting. You know, I get it that people are mad. People are upset. People are fed up and they're tired. And they're just trying to survive. And people are tired of being having injustices done to them or done to people they know or in this world. And yeah, we should fight for those things. But there, there's other ways in our culture that we can do that. You know, protesting is one. Um, there's other mediums you can go through to try to get your voice across, you know. I, I happen to use blogging writing, you know, this podcast to get my voice across, you know. Um, so, and that's my medium, you know. 
I personally, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. I probably wouldn't go to a protest. Um, not right now anyways, because of COVID. And you really don't know who that person that you're standing next to is. If they have COVID, if they can give it to you, you know. So I'm not going to take that risk. You know, right now I, I, I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my daughter, wife, and mother-in-law. Who's here from El Salvador. She was visiting, but she got stuck because the country closed down because of COVID. So she's waiting to go back. You know, so she misses her home. You know, I'm sure she does. And But she's also older. And I'm not about to go out there, potentially get COVID, bring it back home, give it to my wife, daughter, who is seven, and, and, and mother-in-law, who's in her 70s. So what, we could die? You know, and, and I'm not going to take the risk to say and, and be stupid and say, well, you know what, if we get it, well, no one's going to die, right? No, wrong. Wrong, people. People are dying from it. Not everybody, I admit. Not everybody's dying. But 153,000 plus people have died from it. And that, that alone is a scary number. I know from the scope of things, like you look at our country of 330 million Right. And. And, you know, it may not seem from the scope of things like 153,000 is is not big of a deal, you know, but it is. Try telling those 153,000 Americans or anybody, just human beings that died from this sickness. Right. And, and I look online and I see people trying to justify it. Oh, well, that person had a diabetes or that person was obese or that person had an underlying condition. Oh, yeah. So that so that really means that they deserve to die because they got COVID. That that there's a that that that's the reason, you know, no one should be dying regardless. OK, people still continue to call this the flu like it's no big deal. Well, yeah, try telling those 153,000 people that died from this. OK, now I don't know the true numbers. All right. I'm, that's, this is the last number I've heard. But, you know, many people even try to say, hey, you know, how do you know 153,000 people died? How do you know the people are not, the numbers are not being manipulated and, and, they, and you know, building all these conspiracy theories? Yeah, really, in reality, I don't. You know, you just hope that people are honest enough to, to report those things. That people are not in the hospitals just going to report, well, if somebody dies, well, they died of COVID. And then if they are, well, that then that's there's a miscalculation in, in the real rate. But it's estimated that more people have probably died than 153,000 out there. You know, I live in California. We are like at the epic center of, you know, what's going on, right? Um, so I think we had like, what, 4 million cases of... COVID in, um, uh, of, and not death, but COVID cases, 400, um, 400,000 or 4 million. I'm, um, you know, let me see here. I was, I'm here online here. So in Los Angeles County, we have 188,000 confirmed cases. In California, we have 500,000 confirmed cases. All right. In United States cases, we have 4,696,000. Global cases, 17 million. Right. 
Um, in United States alone, we have about 156,000 who have died from COVID. Um, deaths in California, 9,224 deaths. And then 4,621 of those deaths was in Los Angeles County. Um, but looking at who's recovered, right? So looking in United States, um, we've had about 2,299,000 um, that recovered. Global cases, about 10 million who've recovered. You know, so people are recovering. But California is the epic center right now. Um, it's, I think, we're, we're definitely catching up to, you know, um, Texas. New York, you know, but it's, it's, it's getting worse. You know, the numbers are going up, right? And, and this is not to like strike fear in people. You know, I, I know the media does a pretty good job of striking fear. And I'm not trying to say that the media is bad, you know, but some media um, out there has, you know, does try to do that. They are trying to strike fear in people. They are not trying to stick to the facts. They are just trying to do that so so they, they can boost their ratings, um, get more people to watch them, make more money, you know. You have programs, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be a, a, even across the board. Programs like Fox, CNN, One Network, uh, who else? NBC, you know, who, you name it. They're in it, you know, many times for the money, you know. And I'm not saying they, they do it purposely. Some of them do. Some of them, we all know that they have to make a profit to survive. And they have to display things in a dramatic way to tune people in. And you know what? I, I, I try not to watch that. You know, because many times, I don't know if things are always completely factual. We have to do our own fact checking out there. And it's important that we do. Okay, very important that we do our own fact checking. Okay, um, so you know, and that's important. Don't just rely on information that that you see across your screen, social media. I think social media is probably the worst cases that can give you disinformation out there. There because there's a lot of bad actors that are trying to fill your heads. With information that, that may not be accurate to um, to get an agenda across, to make you type something or, or post something, and that's how disinformation starts. Is that one person posts it, another person retweets it or reposts it, another person does that, another person, and before you know it, you have thousands and millions of people reposting disinformation. You know, and we have people, you know, countries, bad actors, like Russia like China, um, that are really focused on the fall of America, you know, you know, that's what they're hoping for. And we're, they're, they're doing a pretty good job at it, I might add. All right. They're doing a really good job of that. And, and you could see that because disinformation is flowing through our country right now. People don't have any trust and the institutions that are, we are meant to trust, where people are turning them into some political game, like the CDC, right? So the CDC, obviously, it's a government, federal institution, right? 
and um, Center for Disease Control, right? I, I trust science. I do. But, you know, part of what's happened in our country is that our president has infiltrated the way things are going on in those institutions by the messaging he wants put out to slow the messaging across, to even stop it from going out to, to everybody on what the real numbers are and what the real cause is of COVID. You know, he's just interested in the cure. And I'm not saying that's not important. It is important. But he does not want to damage his own reputation. He does not want to damage his chances for re-election because of this going on. But it's really ultimately on him because he failed us, everybody. He failed us. And I'm not saying that China is not to blame. You know, yeah, it came from there, originated from China, right? But other countries had a quicker response based on science. And even their society in those countries put the compassion in to do the right thing. I don't see that in the United States. You know, I see selfless, uh, excuse me, selfish people here in our country. Refusing to wear a mask, turning masks into some political, you know, reason why not to wear it, you know, constantly saying, well, masks don't help anybody. You know, we, there's been no scientific, you know, um, reasons why masks say they should work. These people that say that do not follow science. They follow their dear leader, Trump. Who many of them are, you know, attached to. And I see it today. I go online and I know I, I try to have to be very careful not to be influenced by the hate online, Twitter and Facebook. But I try to get a picture of what's out there and how people act, how, what people say. And a majority of those who say masks don't work, I refuse to wear masks. Oh, my freedom's being taken away. Uh, many of them are, you know, definitely Trump supporters. Many of them are evangelicals, which is very disappointing because you would think they would be smarter enough than that to follow science because God created science. Okay. You know, God is the master in science. You know, he created us. Okay. But ultimately, you know, that's very disappointing, you know, and I, I know we should as a Christian, we should also, you know, for those who are not, please forgive my saying, but as a Christian, yes, we, we stand behind God. God is the one who is our healer. He takes care of us. Um, and but I am not going to put myself at risk regardless, you know. Many Christians out there, one of the things I've, I've seen out there that they say is that they have no concern about getting COVID. Many of them are like, well, God's our protector. He will heal us. And if I die, I die, right? Well, you know what? I don't share that opinion. Yes, God is our defender, protector, or healer. I believe that. But also God gives us a mind to be wise. God gives us a mind to be logical. God gives us a mind to follow 
good practices like wearing a mask, washing your hands. And you'd be surprised how many people don't even do that. All right. And it's true. But many of them I go on online and I look to see what they're saying. And it's just spew garbage. Garbage out there. Even from them. They're probably one of the worst spreaders of disinformation at times. And I'm sorry I have to say that. It's I believe it. You know, you even have those who are in the pulpit who have major followings, major pastors who they basically tell their congregations this. Hey, you don't have to wear a mask. Don't worry about it. God got your back. You know, and I believe he does. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? We should all be practicing and being unified in how we're going to do things. But it's ultimately it's not just their fault. It's our country's fault. It's our leader's fault. It's the messaging that has come down from the top, meaning the president, about how to handle this. But a part of large part of our country, I believe, is fairly selfish. They are, and we still see it today. You know, um, be careful out there, folks. Really, follow science. Don't follow the the, the unwise people. You know, I, I don't know why so many people out there follow unwise people. People who have no credentials to talk about how to be safe. Okay? And so, and so people follow those people. I don't know why. I, I just can't. I, I'm an educated man. You know, at least I think I am. I went to college. I'm smart enough to know. Right, um, better, and although this is a situation that many of us have never dealt with um, in our lifetime, our grandparents—if your many of your grandparents are still alive today—and I'm talking about ones born, you know, early 1900s. You know, you'd have to be born in 1918, though. <laughs> but many of those who were born in those years are probably not living today, um, and many who were born around that time were probably babies. Um, they probably don't even remember that period of time, right? Um, but they got through it. And, and from what I've seen, people wore masks back then. But I'm sure there were those naysayers that said, we're not going to wear a mask either. You know, we're just not going to do it, you know? Um, so where will we go from here? Who knows? People will continue to die. That's without a fact, without a doubt. The numbers will continuously go up. I think I read somewhere that one estimate is that before we even get this under control, I think over 200,000 people are probably going to die from this. And we're on track. We're on track for that. I think about 1,000 people die a day from COVID. 1,000. Those numbers are crazy. People still believe that this is some flu. Some people call it a hoax. And it's disgusting. Some of you, I know we all have a belief system. We all believe that, you know, some of us believe we're invincible. Like, hey, you know what? COVID is not going to get me, you know? COVID, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, I'm untouchable. 
And those are the people that are touched. Many of those people who said they're untouchable. And so when are we going to open our eyes? When? What's it going to take for all of us to open our eyes and just follow what we're supposed to do? Sacrifice for a short time to wear a mask. Our freedoms are not being taken away. I don't see anybody going to prison for, you know, or being crucified, so to speak. You know, when's it going to, when are we going to put a stop to it? You know, I, it's, I think we're going to, you know, it's just going to get worse before it gets better. Right. And then there's talk like eventually when a vaccine comes, there may be people who say, I'm not going to take that vaccine. You know, I'm not going to take it. You know, that's the kind of world we live in. You know, that's just the world we live in. There are other countries who are doing much better. Germany for once. Um, New Zealand. Because they nipped it in the bud early. They had strong leadership. Also, they had women leaders. Okay. They had compassion. They had people who used science. And society followed in what they said. We have a moron in, in the presidency. I'm sorry to say. You know, I, I, I never believe that not everybody's stupid. I mean, I never believe that. I sure, I know we're all different mentally. I know we all think differently. But I never really thought that anyone was that stupid. Until, until Trump. Until Trump. Till Trump came along. So, and he is, he is, and he's just getting worse, okay? Getting worse in the way and what's happening here. And I know we have leaders in our own states that many people absolutely hate. They hate them with a passion. They hate them to the point that they want to kill them. You know? You know, and and that's a society that we live in. Can you imagine wanting to kill your governor? How, How horrid that is? Wanting to to um, and I, I think I listened to this the other day that the governor in Michigan, there were people that that basically said, you know, they want to lynch her and hang her for her response to COVID and putting people on lockdown. That's disgusting, people. That is disgusting. No one deserves to be treated like that, talked to like that, thought about like that. Who are they? God? No, only God can take a life, right? So... That, that's the world we live in, you know. I, I don't see this in other countries. You know, I, I don't know how divisive COVID has hit other countries. You know, it doesn't appear that way. You don't see people rioting in the streets in Germany, rioting in uh, India. Because people know the severity of it. Apparently we don't. Apparently as a society here, we're too stupid to know that. You know, and we're supposed to be pretty advanced in this country but I guess we're not that advanced right we're, we're 
what you know you know probably neanderthals are smarter than us right now at this point bigfoot is smarter than us most definitely right um so where's it where's it going to go from here right it's who knows who knows where we're headed you know um all I know is that we are seeing something in this country that we have never seen or we haven't seen in a long time, right? I truly believe fascism is here. Fascist police, Gestapos, future Gestapos are being used against us, the people. And, and eventually, you know, our freedoms will be taken away if we're not careful. You know, people, people think it won't happen. Well, let me tell you how it happens, right? When you allow leaders to do whatever they want. When our Congress, many of them just step aside and say, hey, you know what? You do what you got to do, you know, and we'll, we'll accept it. You know, we're not going to fight you. That's how we turn into fascism. Now, we can only do so much as people, as society. We have to rely on many different things. We have to rely on Congress to do their job. The Senate, most of them have failed. Many of them have failed. We have a majority in the Senate of Republicans, GOP. They failed completely. They failed their constituents. They failed this country. And my opinion is they should all be voted out. Vote them out come November, right? Plain and simple, you know? So is that really going to happen? Uh, we hope so. But... Many times there are going to be those in those countries who are not going to be voted out. You know, that they're going to be staying in power, like Moscow Mitch, right? Susan Collins, Ted Cruz, many of those who are, uh, oh, and uh, Lindsey Graham, a few of them, but there's more. There's tons of more out there who have uh, enabled our president to do whatever he wants. To basically strike the people, right? To try to limit protesting. To try to stop us from doing our constitutional rights, such as voting. Now, even though voting is not taken away, there are forms of way it's, ways we're going to be able to vote that are trying to be taken away, like, like uh, mail-in ballots, right? So that's where we're at. And some people do not care. Some people enjoy the chaos of what's going on in our country. They enjoy seeing people, protesters, get beat up, pepper sprayed, um, taken away by um, secret police in minivans, which I've seen in, in Portland. And seeing police beat protesters here in Los Angeles. We've seen it. Watch it. You've seen video. We're all recording. We're all watching. They could care less if we're recording. You know, many of their faces are, are not shown. So they're, they're not going to, we don't know who they are. They could be your neighbor for all you know. Right? So, so just because you think that your, that your rights are not being taken away right now doesn't mean it can't happen in the future. Right? Because somebody who is 
fascist has fascist tendencies, they will find other reasons to take away your rights that are going to be important to you. And then what are you going to do then? Huh? You're going to say, well, we should have fought harder then. We should have not allowed this. Well, too late now. You know, kind of look at look what happened in Nazi Germany, right? Look what happened at that, those times, right? With Hitler. You think it can't happen here in America? <laughs> it can. It can. You know? And that's what's scary about it. You know? As a... As an instructor, um, you know, I'm going to change the page here a little bit, but as an instructor for college students, you know, I have to be an example to them. And I try to be. And I'm not perfect. By far, I'm not perfect. You know, but um, one of my joys is teaching and being involved in students' lives and seeing how they live and you know, every every student lives differently. Everyone has different lives. Everyone has different ways of thinking. Um, but it's just great. It's great to be there and see how they think and and really try to partake my wisdom as much as I can on them. And the wisdom I use for them is not anything political. It's all educational. It's all for my life. It's all in a textbook. Different ways that we go about teaching students. You know, um, living this life, I've taught and I work. So many times my days are very long. I work from 8 to 5 and then I teach from about 6 to 10. Okay? And not a whole lot of time for other things sometimes. Although I work from home and I teach from home because I teach remotely, you know, even I'm busy, I don't have a lot of time to spend with the family. The weekends are that time, but my wife works too. So it's, you know, try to make the time and being at home mostly, you know, that's how we spend our time, you know. Um, but I admit, sometimes we don't talk a lot. And you may say, well, that's strange. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're in the house, but you don't really talk. Well, no, we go to our bedrooms. I work in the living room. My wife goes to her bedroom, watches things, surfs the net, whatever. You know, we're all doing something different, right? Um, it's just a strange time, you know. I, I get tired, you know. There's other things that I'm working on. I'm working on my book, trying to edit it. I'm blogging. I just started a new series, um, which I'm going to go into in a few moments. And, you know, I, I study, which is, I, I'm taking a Udemy course in web development. And, um, you know, just trying to better myself. You know, that's what society needs to do, everyone. I think, and too much, there's too much free time out there, you know. I, you know, in a way, I envy people who can go home after work and just do nothing. <laughs> I don't have that ability. I don't. I have worked two jobs. I try to learn in my free time another skill that I can use for my future. Learn web design and programming and, and trying to be an example to my daughter and my family of never giving up in this life. All too many times people give up. I get it. Times are tough. People are losing their homes. 
People are losing their livelihoods, their money, their lives. We got to wake up. We must. And I know it's not easy. I know that. I know we come from different backgrounds, different cultures. You know, we're all different in those senses. But people are hurting out there. They are. And my advice to those people is, you know what, don't give up. This time will pass. This should be a learning experience, which I know many of us are not going to think about in this time. Because maybe when you're going through a hard time, that's not the first thing you're going to think about. Like, well, oh, I'm losing my apartment. I'm losing my home. You know, I don't have any money. I can't feed my family. Well, hopefully you remember that in November. When whoever, when, when those who we put our trust in, and maybe you didn't vote for Trump. But we put our trust in the people that are supposed to be caring about us as citizens. And they failed us. We're one of the most technologically advanced countries in the world. We have some of the best universities in the world. Yet we failed this response. Because we gave power to one person. You may say, well, Trump, there's lots of people in his cabinet. Yeah, but he takes the power. It's his decision. You don't see people doing things on their own, do you? No, you don't. You don't see people collaborating and trying to get things done, do you? No. It's him. He slowed the response. He wanted to stop or slow down the testing. He called it a hoax. Because he is a narcissist. Self-dealing narcissist who only cares about what he gets out of this. Taking his golfing trips. Fleecing America for over $130 million for his golfing trips, people. And the, the amount just keeps going up. And it bothers me when I hear people say, well, he works for free. He works so hard for the American people. Bullshit. I'm sorry I have to use that word, but that's the only phrase I can use. Bullshit. He doesn't do a damn thing for us. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Biden, you know, or the future VP or whoever that's going to be is going to do a better job. Hell, they may even do a worse job. But at least they have some morals, some character within them. We may not always agree with their decisions. We may not always agree with the past decisions that they've made. But you know, it's my belief that people have the ability to change. People can grow and evolve. You know, they have that ability to do that. We all do. Many of us choose not to. Okay? Many of us choose not to evolve. I choose to evolve every day. I choose to have a new way of thinking. I choose not to be stuck in a frame of mind of thinking a certain way. Because we must not do that. We must be awake. We must realize there are things going around in this world, domestically and foreign, that are going to affect our lives. 
And there's things that we know that, that are going on behind the scenes that we don't see. And, you know, I, I know, like, there are people fighting for our rights as we speak in some far away off land. Okay? Fighting for our country because there are bad actors out there, people. There are people who are looking to destroy us. And they're using it. They're doing it through our technology. They may not be throwing bombs our way yet, but they're using our technology. They're stealing our secrets. They're trying to cripple us. And they're doing a good job of it too because we are fighting. They, we are playing right into their hands, everybody. Look at the news. But don't look at it too much because you'll get depressed. But look at the news, everybody. People are destroying each other. Fights within our country are starting like a civil war. People are loading up. People are incivil, selfish, uncaring. And, you know, perfect, perfect for the end of time scenario, right? And maybe it is. Who knows? Um, for those of you who do not believe in the end of times, there's going to be an end of times eventually. One day our earth is not going to be around anymore. One day this world is, is going to cease to exist. And we're going to leave this earth. We're not going to live forever. And many, many people right now, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, they die naturally. And like, well, thank God they, they dodged that bullet, right? Of being here. They don't have to deal with the crap that goes on here anymore. They probably dealt with a lot of other crap, you know, in their lifetime, but not like this. In a way, I, I don't envy those. Obviously, I would never envy anybody who, who dies from COVID because that's a horrible death to die from. But somebody who maybe dies naturally, who lives a long life, they're seeing what's happening in our country and they're like, well, I'm, I'm out of here. Thank God I'm not being in this country anymore, you know. I envy them in that sense because one day we're going to get to that. You know, I hope I live a longer life. I don't want to die young. I don't want to die from COVID. I want to see my child grow up, my grandkids' future one day. I want to grow old with my wife and be able to provide for them. Something we all should want. But it's like a war that's brewing here, right? You know? It's like, a, it's like if you watch a movie like Rambo, he has a war brewing inside him. He's just at, he's, he's never at peace. He's always fighting with people. You know, he can't just relax. And that's how, that's how people are right now. I, I get it. I'm, I'm like that too at times, you know. I, I, I sense it. I feel it, you know. But it, it's not the answer to blow up at people. It's not the answer to hit people is not the answer to, to act that way in today's culture. It's not. You know? Um, it's really not. So let me play this song for a second. Um, just kind of <laughs> breathe a little bit. And uh, this is one of my favorite songs. It's one that I really relate to in my life. Um, it's from the soundtrack, The Greatest Showman. It's called This Is Me.
And for those who haven't watched this film, you know, definitely watch it. It, it is a musical, but it's very good. You know, it has a good story to it. Um, it's obviously about P.T. Barnum and the circus. And let me just play this for you, okay? So just listen for a few moments, okay? All right, so that was great, huh? That's a great song. I love that song um, because it deals so much in um, what I've dealt with in my life, okay? Um, in my life growing up, people would put me down. People would put me down because I was a chunkster. I was chunky, <laughs> you know, and I still am to this day. I'm not, I'm not a... I'm not a thin person. I'm not a big person either, but I could drop a few pounds, which I intend to do post-COVID, you know, once we get past this. Um, but I was bullied, put down. People would insult me. And many, many times, those of you out there who deal with that, whether it's racially, whether it's because you, you know, you speak a different language um, you know, whether it's your religion, whatever it may be, just ignore those people. Ignore those ignorant people. And I know it's hard. 
And some of us have an easier time ignoring them than others. But sometimes those bullets that people shoot at us, so to speak, figuratively, hurt us. And they hurt our mental psyche. And they affect us in negative ways. And we mustn't let them. And we all have our belief systems. We all have our ways that we think. And we have to remember that we're all unique. We're all special in our own right. We are not better than anybody else. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. We're all on an equal playing field. As much as we like to believe we're not, we are. We all die. We all have an end date, an expiration date, so to speak. So let's all remember that. I get it. Some people live better than us. Some people live in mansions. Some people live in shacks. And there's people that live in shacks. People live in shanties. You know? And it's gonna, things are going to get worse. You know? I'm sorry to say. The de- the, another Great Depression is not out of our reach, people. It's really not. It could happen. And you know who's not going to protect us? The government. The government's not going to protect us. Because the government has its own self-interest. Part of it should be our, our welfare against being attacked by other countries. It should be to prop up the people here. And it's not necessarily to make them rich. But it's to make sure that society is functional. And when society ceases to be functional, that's where we crumble. That's where we destroy ourselves and we implode and we're we're on that road and i'm not trying to be over dramatic here but look around everybody look around think about it but well sorry (laughs) how to get that out (laughs) um so what's going on with this music you say right what's going on with the circus (laughs) well The circus has always been a great fascination to me. The history, the entertainment, the acts. I remember as a young boy, my father used to take me and my sister to um, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Okay. And if you are a Generation X like myself, or even younger, older, excuse me, and even some younger out there, then you probably visited a, you know, Marlin and Bailey Circus, right? Um, we also have what's called Circus Circ- uh, Circus Vargas, excuse me, Circus Circus is a, I don't think that's a circus, I think that's a hotel, but Circus Vargas, which actually still exists today. And so I've always had an interest, I always had very fond memories of going to the circus and living in Los Angeles, we went to the LA Convention Center and would watch the circus with my father. We would get popcorn and soda and cotton candy and we would get like a, a little plush toy to remember the circus and we'd get snow cones and we would pig out and it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was a good memory. Um, and I always loved it. I always loved the circus. Me and my sister always did. Um, so it's sad that we don't have a circus here anymore. It's sad that we don't that that tradition or that institution 
has gone away. And I know the circus is still technically around. There's circuses, but nothing like Barnum and Bailey, which I think ended its last show in 2018. And one of the reasons was obviously because they were getting sued a lot. And they were getting sued by animal activists and they were getting a bad image um, because animal activists obviously did not like the fact that they still used animals. And I don't know if there's any abuse going on. I'm sure there's always been some abuse to animals, which I don't agree with and I condone. Um, but it was pretty heartbreaking to see that happen, you know. Um, they won, you know, unfortunately. We lost, right? Could there still be circuses today? Absolutely. Could, could um, Barnum and Bailey still exist today if they wanted to? They could. They'll have to take the animals away. Could they survive that way without it? I don't know. But there's, I'm sure they ran the numbers. They looked at other circuses who don't have animals. They maybe looked at how much they could potentially make. And being at how big Barnum and Bailey were, was, with the amount of staff that they had, probably would have been very difficult to, to survive. So they had to make a hard decision. We live in an age where, yes, we should not be abusing animals, obviously. Um, animals are sacred, and I trust that. And, you know, my belief is that, you know what, could we have used animals for entertainment? Yes. Have animals been used for entertainment for centuries? Absolutely. Have they used lions, tigers, and bears? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they've used them, you know, since centuries. Does that make it right? No. Because many times people were cruel to those animals, would beat them. And some of the films, if you ever watched them, like um, Water for Elephants, where the, he would, I think he beat the elephant with a bull hook or beat him, poor elephant. You know, that, that's reality. That's based in reality. You know, I don't agree with that, right? I think we can all be humane. But, you know, how do you make an elephant be trained? They're not going to train themselves. They're not going to go gently to be trained. And I know years and years and decades of doing that. Um, Barnum and Bailey found ways to train them. And I know it's not always the most humane way. There are still circuses today. Many of them are devoted to acrobatics, um, tight walk, tightrope walkers, clowns, light shows, um, and they give a good show, no doubt. But there's history there of you know where circuses came from, and, and we shouldn't forget that. We should not forget that history. And I think many times we, we forget the history. And, I, I, you know, I, in a way I love history. I don't find history boring. I find history interesting. And I think people need to be reminded of that history. You know, even our U.S. history, even our history here, you know, in the United States about how our, our country was founded and who found it and who fought for it, you know, is important. But talking about circuses, there's a lot of cultural significances with circuses. And one of the most interesting parts is the people there. 
and those that people would call freaks who were different. And that's one of the reasons I probably loved the film um, The Greatest Showman is because they used different characters that looked very different. Like the bearded lady, for instance. Yeah, the I think there were like the Chinese twins and the albino and the wolfman and who whatnot. You know, the heaviest man. <laughs> you know, a whole bunch of different great characters, in my opinion. Um, and those were real people. And I think it's so interesting to find out who those people are. Now, obviously, many of those people are long gone. But I'm going to go in search in my newest blog series of life in the circus from yesterday to today and find out who those people are and try to do some research and try to do everything I can and, and build profiles on those people and try to find as much information as possible and do my best. It's, it's going to be a lot of work. I, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to find on the internet. I may have to buy some books. But I'm going to do it. And so that's part of this um, pod is that um, I just put out a introductory pod, uh, excuse me, blog today uh, on that. Um, so hopefully all of you will go to josephmeyercreatives.com and go take a look at it, you know, and if you're going to look at it and go look at that. So it's it's a new series and I just started it today and I hopefully will do a, a new piece every week and and this will keep my focus <laughs> and uh, you know and, and and hopefully eventually I'll get this out of my system because I've actually had this in my mind in my heart for quite some time now you know and um, I really had to kind of start writing about it and uh, I, I thought I thought about many different things to write about in a series format. Um, one of those would have been like writing about the Bible and taking a a passage or a scripture every week or even every day, a small scripture, and writing about it. And I could still do that. And I intend to. I think it's a way that I learn things is just to write about it. That's how I learn. I also have my book that I'm writing and you know I, I've even thought about writing a book about the circus and I, I know there's a lot of different resources out there there's a lot of different books out there on the circus and people have written about it and it's probably a topic done to dead you know they probably beat it with a horse so to speak um, but I, I still have to do that on my own you know and that's how I kind of get used to writing certain things you know um i think it's important you know so i hope to turn this into a very long series as much of information as i can find i have to be very careful about how i'm going to put it together um there are a lot of people involved in the circuses of yesterday that you know that exist and i want to see who those people are i want to get information about them and uh, i know in popular culture circuses have been around you know movies especially there's movies like the greatest showman there's one called the greatest show on earth with i think charleston heston 
There was a movie called Freaks, which was made in the 1930s. And I think Greatest Show on Earth was made in um, 1950s or 60s. So um, Water for Elephants more recently and next to um, The Greatest Showman. And there's been documentaries out there um, that, that I've watched too that are relate to the current circuses that exist today, right? And um, I just want to bring that all together in the best way I can, right? And I guess what really triggered this wanting to do this was not just because of my fascination and love, appreciation for the circus of yesterday and um, but really the book I'm reading um, with Fred Rogers, which is basically The Good Neighbor, The Life and Work of Fred Rogers and His Life, right? And why, why, is that, why, why does that make a difference? Why am I bringing that up? Well, it's because it, it really tells a story of somebody's life and the importance of putting it on paper and reflecting that. And I think it's important to do that. I think it's important that we don't forget certain things in our culture, certain things that are good, right? And and that's what I'm really trying to do. You know, I, I'm trying to honor those people too, to be honest. That's really what I'm trying to do too, is honor those who are in those industries, fields, you know? So hopefully I do justice to it, right? I'm, I'm hoping I do. You know, I'm, that's my main intention. But I just really, that's why I've been playing this circus music. Uh, <laughs> and it's not the, the just the normal. You know, oh, we've all heard that music, right? Um, so just really, you know, getting into it, you know. So hopefully you tune in. I know we talked a lot today about a lot of different topics. I know we've been bringing up a lot more about politics, a lot about the current events that have been taking and ravaging our country, um, and a little bit about me. You know, I, I try not to make this just about me. It's about you out there. It's about just talking, discussing, and I think it's very important that we do that as society, as people. You know, so hopefully you enjoyed this show. Hopefully you enjoyed spending time with me. You know, and so what I'm going to do before we finish up today, I'm going to play our last song. And this one's called From Now On. And this was at the end of the movie. And if you, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You should watch it. And if you've watched it before, watch it again. Watch it again, right? Um, just, it, it's a great movie. I just, I can't speak so high, I speak so highly of it. Um, and um, there's also things in that movie about things that we go to today, through today, you know? Just how people are treated when they're different, you know? And so I think we, we, we need to treat people all equally, although that's probably never going to happen, unfortunately. Even show people respect. That's not going to happen because we as society, we as human beings are selfish people, you know. And you may say, oh, Joseph, speak for yourself. I'm not a selfish person. I love people. I love people. And 
You know, I'm sure you do. But deep down of it, we're going to think about ourselves, aren't we? We're going to think about our own needs instead of others sometimes. And there are some really saintly people out there, don't get me wrong, that go out of their way to serve others. And God bless you people out there. Bless your heart because God will reward those who even bless the poor and bless the kids and take care of those in need. But we, when we as a society stop doing that, then we're in trouble. We are in trouble. And that's probably a topic on another, on another episode. But just to start, just to finish our show here, let me play this last song and just listen for a moment. And just listen to the words. Think about it. And just see where it takes you. Okay? will not be blinded by the light. From now on, once waited till tomorrow starts tonight. Tonight, let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart. From now on, Kings and queens, the politicians praised my name. But those were someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their cheers, a crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you here, Tonight. 
Hey everyone, thank you for taking the time to join me today on Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Another great episode in my opinion, but hopefully you liked it and took the time to listen and, and enjoyed the music and, and just felt where I was coming from this whole discussion. So thank you for taking that time and I'm thankful for all of those who of you who have listened to me. I know I don't have any followers just yet, but one of the reasons I do this is that I can just speak what's on my mind and my heart and hopefully one day others out there will listen. So thank you once again to everybody and uh, until another episode, until next week, or hopefully next week, (laughs) and uh, once again thank you for taking that time and I look forward to everyone just having a great week. Be safe, wear your masks, and we're in this together everybody. Have a great day and a great night. God bless everyone. Thank you.